cadets and captains to another great episode of M-Class Podcast. It's gonna be fucking great. Is this Christmas too? Is this coming out this on Christmas? This is coming out on Christmas. Oh, Merry Happy Hollow Chris. <laughs> happy Hollow Christ, everybody. Yeah. Uh, M-Class Podcast, if you didn't know, it's like a book club for Star Trek episodes where you barely have to read it all, a.k.a. a good one. I'm You'll Jeff. Have- I'm Josh. You only have to read the episode title, usually. Um, Every two weeks, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, pick it apart, decide if it's great, or J.J. Abrams could have made it. (laughs) And we probably make a bunch of dick and poopy jokes along the way. Yeah, more dick jokes recently. Recently. We've been falling off on the poopy jokes. We'll try and pull, pull up our trousers and get them poopy jokes for you. Yeah, we'll we'll get them. We'll fish them out of the toilet. <laughs> this week we're going to be discussing wine. What? <laughs> Recently we were contacted by winesthatrock.com. Uh-huh. Apparently enough of you guys had pestered them to send us samples that <laughs> um, they sent us samples of their new Star Trek line which you can find at startrekwines.com. Uh, th- and by samples, I mean two entire fucking bottles each. Yeah, uh, it's they're first of all the bottles are amazing. They're, they're like incredible. Cool. They sent yeah. us two wines, a mm-hmm. uh, a Zinfandel, old vine Zinfandel called uh, Starfleet United Federation of Planets Starfleet Special Reserve. Yeah, it comes in like a really cool futury looking. Yeah, bottle. it's like a space age bottle. It's yeah, super it's cool. S- space wine. And they sent us uh, Chateau Picard, which is literally Chateau Picard from the show. It has the same yeah. label and everything. That's what I'm drinking first. Yes. Uh, Chateau Picard is a uh, a different wine. Bordeaux. Yeah. It's a Bordeaux. Did and you let it breathe? I did let it breathe. Me I too. Got, I've got them in two glasses. I've got uh, Chateau Picard is, of course, in the Bugs Bunny glass. As one does with and, a fancy Picard wine. And the special reserve is in the Daffy Duck glass. So. Ooh. I have a real adult wine glass. Holy shit, you're so cool. <laughs> uh, I turned 21, so I'm going to drink out of wine glasses now. I have champagne glasses. I got flutes. And they say, ha- uh, Happy New Year 2014 on them. <laughs> <laughs> And we drink champagne out of them every year, and I make the same Twitter post every year. Here's hoping 2014 is better. <laughs> That's hilarious. I never saw that. I never saw you do that. Um, oh, man. So thank you to winesthatrock.com for reaching out to us. We're going to do a... We've both already tasted these wines, right? I haven't. You haven't. Okay, so this is a blind tasting for Josh. But yeah, already, I haven't done it yet. I've already tried them. We're going to do this live on air. Yeah, I'm going I'm to sip. Go ahead and take your sippy. We're we're drinking Chateau Picard first. Oh yeah, it's bitey. It's, oh, I like that. It is very bitey, actually. Woo! It's got it's got quite a kick to it for a wine, actually. That's like, has, a, that's like a that's a meat wine. It's, it's got that's a lot a of meat like wine. vinegar taste to it as well. It's got this like vinegary aftertaste. I like I like dry and sour wines, so I like this. See, like I'm a bitch. I like sweet wines. And yeah, sweet wines give me a headache. But uh, the thing is, like, what I if anybody has talked to me recently about these, and please don't. Um, <laughs> the the thing is, I took a drink of each of them first, and I was like, wow, I hate both of these. Yeah. 
and I waited about an hour and took another drink later, and I was like, actually, like, I came at this the wrong way. I came uh-huh. at this from, like, my wine experience, which is right. all, like, girly, fruity wine. Uh, Chardonnays yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And not girly. I don't mean to be a giant chauvinist right. piece of shit, right, which right. I am. Right. And, um... <laughs> But, like, I came yeah. at it from the point of view that, like, alcohol's gonna bite you back. That's what it's for. And I was yeah. like, actually, this is pretty fucking good. Like... I love this. This, this is great. This is really good. Yeah. It's, no, I would drink the shit out of it's this. It's got, like... Um, like, I'm not the biggest wine guy in the world. I like wine, but mm-hmm. it has, like, a bite that, like... It's almost like a licory bite behind it. Yeah, it's 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 strong. Like, it's... I And I, I like liquor, too. Like, I like yeah, to drink like straight liquor. Like so, so when I, I came at it from that way, when I came at yeah. it from like a liquor point of view, yeah. When I came at it from like what wines are supposed to taste like point of view, right? I was like, wow, this is actually really good. Yeah, this is which the winter is, time. This is like for the winter time. It which warms you up. It definitely yeah. does because I have it's like my Christmas. heat off and I'm freezing. So oh yeah, really my good. I have a I have a space heater on. And it's like doing nothing. Though, yeah. So. This is gonna be how I stay alive today. Yeah, this is this is it's very warming. It's a great winter wine, and the thing is, like, I'm glad that it turned out that I liked it because I was really dreading doing a review. They sent us these nice bottles of yeah. wine, and I was gonna be like, "It sucks my dick." Like, <laughs> no, no, it's I I enjoy it. I think it it's better than I thought it was gonna be. To be honest with you, yeah, like not that like. Wines that rock don't make good wines. I, I, I will drink any wine. I'll drink out of any fucking... I drink out of box wine, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so you know? We're not, like, the experts right. on wine. I'll say that. I'm not right a sommelier. Sommelier. Sommelier? Yeah. A smaller? I'm not mm-hmm. a smaller, either. <laughs> He's testing it, everybody. You're supposed to do that, right? He's testing it. I'm, like, almost drank what I put in this glass. I filled, like, half a glass. This is going to get me wasted because I don't drink anymore. Yeah. Um, let's move on <laughs> to the um, the Special Reserve. Okay. Which, again, is in the coolest wine bottle I've ever seen. I'm going to be a real pro here and drink out of the bottle. Yeah, of course. Because I don't have a second glass. <laughs> it's um, I'm drinking out of Daffy Duck, as everyone knows. So I'm going to go ahead and try take, this Special Reserve. Again. Let me take a pull from the from the bottle here like a real pro. Now, this is, like, a little fruitier. It's, like, a little milder. It's oh, just, yeah. It's, like, smoother, I would say. Like, I would be drinking this more than I would be drinking the Chateau Picard, I think. I like the Picard better, but this is, like... This one doesn't warm you in the same way. This is, like, you could put ice in this one. Oh, yeah. And, and drink it, nice, like, in the summer. It's a really nice drink. Yeah, it's, it's softer. It's not as... Uh, Harsh. Yeah, it doesn't attack the back of your throat in the same yeah. way that Chateau Picard does. This has got to be so weird for long-time listeners. They're like, what we're the being, hell are they doing? <laughs> we're being very sophisticated right now, so, like, get over it. <laughs> yeah, shove it up your butt. We're super sophisticated now. Yeah, <laughs> shove it up your wine suck hole. We're drinking um, wine. <laughs> like, this is probably, like, the second biggest thing that ever happened to M-Class. Like, the first is definitely the Trevor Project drive that we did. That yeah, we that raised was a bunch great. of money for. That was amazing. Again, shout out to Desrath for that. Desrath? <laughs> um, they just contacted us. And they were like, yeah. we heard you have a Star Trek podcast. Please review our wines. Which is crazy. Yeah. 
And I'm really glad that I ended up liking them. Because, again, I was going to tear them a new asshole if I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair. It's fair. Yeah, I didn't think they... They didn't buy us off or anything. Like, they literally just sent us the two bottles. There's there's no money involved here. But this is a commercial for them because they did send us free shit, so... Yeah, no, uh, I I would... I would buy more of this. I, I probably would buy the Picard to drink, uh, but I also would like to, uh, like to buy bottles just to have because I yeah. think the bottle, like the bottles, are amazing. Like they have like history on the back. It's all like presented like it's like from the universe, you know. Like yeah, they that's have cool. like the dates on them from the uni- like in universe yeah. dates for how yeah. old they are. Yeah, it's cool. It's one, like really one of cool. like the little touches that I thought was super cool is when you take the cork out. The cork has a delta on it. It has yeah, the Starfleet the delta, on it. and it has the year on the top too. Yeah, it's so, so you can cool. put it in your like wine cellar if you have one. If you have a wine cellar, then I don't think you listen to this program. You might. <laughs> they might be listening to it now because we're drinking wine. It's true. We've got a whole new audience now, baby. Yeah. Welcome to M Class Winecast. If you would like us to review your Star Trek something anything star trek related yeah then uh shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com and uh we'll talk about it we'll review but be prepared that we're gonna be honest about it yeah we're very honest people like Like captain picard is he wouldn't lie no i was really prepared to like with kid put kid gloves on and be like i didn't really care for it here's why but i'm glad that i ended up actually liking it no, I I think it's I've, really good. I just good. finished the glass. Wow, you're fucking crazy, man. It wasn't a full glass. You just you're just slamming it. It was like a quarter of a glass at best. Yeah, like a are, like a mom's like, amount. Yeah, like a mom's amount. Like I'm I'm tipsy at the soccer game amount. Yeah, like yeah, you snuck in some <laughs> Chateau Picard in your juice box. I would. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, I would. Yeah, man. I, I foresee myself finishing these bottles off, which, to begin with, I thought I was just going to keep them because they were cool. But I foresee myself finishing them off, cleaning them out, and then keeping them up on a shelf. I would I would like to buy more and have them. Well, I think they're, I think um, they're like, how much are they? They're $60 a bottle. Yeah, yeah. So they are wine cost. Yeah, like real wine. Like real ass wine. Yeah, they're not like wine you get at... CVS cost. They're like real wine costs. Well, in Pennsylvania, we can't do that. Oh, yeah. I live here now. I should have known that. We have to go to the special alcohol station and buy it from them. Like, that's the shit that blew my mind. There is a state-run liquor store. Yeah, state store. Crazy. It's it's dumb as fuck. They've been talking about getting rid of it for a while. Uh... Now, now you can buy beer in the grocery store, which you yeah. used to not be able to do. I bought a um, a bottle of sake, like strawberry sake, at yeah. the state-run liquor store, and it wasn't. It was okay. It had a really strange aftertaste. This is like booze cast. We're just talking about. I have we in my town. <laughs> we have like a super liquor, like a super store, and it's like huge. Oh yeah, we so do they too. have they have like all like the shit. I want to go. We were saying on the last one, I wanted to go get mead. Oh yeah, you sh- King's View, I think it's called. Yeah, the King's. Mead we got. Yeah, all right, it was I'll like meat with juniper berries, and it was so fucking good. Everybody, trying to get Skyrimmed up, my son. <laughs> but don't buy that. Buy wines that rock. You can yes. go to StarTrekWines.com. I think it is. Yeah, let me double check that because they were really nice to us. 
Star Trek Wine. Yeah, StarTrekWines.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Wines That Rock, for sending us these samples. Um, I'm glad they turned out good for all of our sakes. Yeah, I love it. I'm going to drink more. <laughs> now I just have to, like, not rock my desk a bunch because there's just bottles of wine sitting. I know. I'm going to, I'm gonna like, spill my wine like a real... Like a real drunk person. <laughs> when we go to break, I'll like take them all back. But um, put them back in your in your wine cellar. <laughs> put them back in my big wine cellar that's full of nothing but these two bottles sitting alone. And there's also like chains and whips down there. I don't know. Weird. That's for the wine. <laughs> you have to whip the grapes sometimes <laughs> to get them to do what you want. You got to show them who's boss. Yeah, come on, grapes, turn in the wine. Whoosh. This week we're actually going to be talking about the Star Trek: The Original Series Obsession. Mm-hmm. Uh, from season two, it's episode eighteen, uh, released way back when Josh was only in high school, December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. Oh, the year I graduated from uh, my master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode was written by Art Wallace, who you would be forgiven for thinking is very uh, like unprolific as a writer, since he only wrote uh, this episode and like uh, no others. And if you go to his IMDb. He has written one episode of everything. Until, everything? Until you get down to Dark Shadows, the yeah. uh, soap opera that's about vampires, I guess. Yes. Uh, where he wrote 1,203 episodes. That is uh, a lot of episodes. <laughs> First of all, there is over a thousand episodes of Dark Shadows. Yep, there are twelve hundred at least episodes from nineteen sixty six to nineteen seventy one. Wow! And he wrote twelve hundred episodes of Dark Shadows. He wrote one episode of Planet of the A- like the Planet of the Apes TV series, Space nineteen ninety nine, Little Vic, World of Darkness, The World Beyond, yeah. uh, Forgotten City, All My Children. Uh, fucking, but he he decided he where he was gonna stay was dark shadows. Was dark shadows. He likes vamps more than space clouds. He also wrote an episode of the wackiest ship in the army, which I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on Disney Plus? <laughs> Probably. They got fucking everything. <laughs> and uh, this episode was directed by uh, Ralph Sineski, yeah. who um. He wrote several episodes of uh, Star Trek the original series, but what I found incredibly interesting is that he or he directed several episodes. But what I found incredibly interesting is that he was shooting the Tholian web, yeah. but was fired in Why? the middle of it because he what went did he over do? schedule. And they used everything he shot in the episode yeah, and yeah. did not pay him or credit him. Wow. Man, Hollywood in the 60s. Good and thing I was still doing my master's degree then. <laughs> the best part is, uh, he he came back after the Tholian web and did another episode. <laughs> they were like, we need you, buddy. We need you, Ralph. <laughs> he was like, he was like, fuck it, I gotta work, right? Like, what else am I gonna do? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, I guess people will get fired a lot in Hollywood, right? You can't yeah. take it personally. He went over schedule, but... Is that, like, a fireable offense, though? Apparently, yeah. I mean, if you're on TOS, like, they had a budget that was literally allotted for four days, and if you went over that... 
true. It probably costs everybody money because you got to pay everybody. True. You could go double the budget just by going a day over on true. TOS. Yeah. Uh, this episode is part of the Rich Masters Captain's Failing Collection. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's a shining example because, man, does Kirk just lose his shit in this episode. Burke's back, baby! <laughs> and he's just Kirk now. It's good to be Burke. <laughs> it's good to be Burke, guys. I'll Welcome, be Burke. Burke. <laughs> I'll be Burke. There's so, a million of them. Um, they, the Enterprise is stationed at a planet called Argus 10. And, wow, it's the 10th uh, one. It is the 10th planet, and it has tritanium on it, which is a material 20 times harder than diamonds. Uh, 21.4. Shut Jeff. the fuck up, you green-blooded hobgoblin. <laughs> so that's what they make ships out of, is tritanium. Because yeah. it it's like one of the hardest-known substances in the, the universe. Yeah. It's, the, it's one of the... Like, it's not the hardest, but it's the hardest that you can harness in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, because, like, to get it would be... Diff- like too difficult, right? Like, how would you shape it if you can't cut it? You know what I mean? Like, they cut it with a hand phaser, but it is on like disrupt, which is supposed to obliterate the atomic structure of whatever yeah, it is. Like vaporize everything. But it literally cuts off a piece that's the size of a CD. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite part is when Kirk uh, hits it, and it doesn't sound like metal. It sounds like cardboard. It's like, <laughs> and you're like, they couldn't have put like a ting in there. They couldn't have sound effects. No. Nah. See, that would have gone over budget. Somebody would have been fired. Right up front, I want to say that this episode is where the impression of Kirk comes from that everyone does. Yeah. Like, he is 100% like pop culture Kirk as fuck with the way he talks. He's like, yeah. perhaps this could be something. <laughs> yeah, he get, yeah, because he's like exacerbated. He's like real upset about the fart cloud yeah he hates the fucking fart cloud so it's like a yeah. sweet smelling cloud it smells like, like honey it's like an anti-fart cloud a, a honey fart honey fart it's the best type of fart a honey fart a honey farts we're back in the poopy jokes now baby we did it we did it <laughs> thanks um, StarTrekWines.com, for bringing us back to where we belong <laughs> i'm sure that if they ever do listen to this they'll be so happy mm-hmm. that we did it <laughs> I'm we start sipping. talking about poop jokes and dick jokes, and then we talk about how good their wine is. Yeah, it's it's life, baby. That's how that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason they're on this planet is to find a harnessable vein of titanium. Yeah, they're doing and, boring work, like boring Star Trek work, which um, they always cut out. It's always at the very beginning or the very end, and then like crazy yeah. shit happens, and then they yeah. go back to their normal. <laughs> gotta go back to mining, I guess. They gotta go look at rocks again. We gotta go be geologists. Uh, while he's doing this, um, I often wonder, like, what the fuck... Art Wallace, the writer, what the fuck was he thinking when he decided that the way Kirk is gonna know that this is the same cloud yeah. is that it smells like honey in the air, like super sweet. So everyone's always sniffing and talking yeah. about odor. It's It's weird because, like, it's television, so, like... In a way, like it's dumb to do that because I can't smell it. You know what I mean? Like I don't, Put on I your don't know. Smell a vision. Yeah, but also like I, I do know what honey smells like, so I guess yeah. like 
it gives I you an idea know. of what you're what they're smelling and everything but it's it's awkward it's like awkward television to watch someone sniff at the air and go that odor that sickly sweet odor i yeah. recognize it describing a smell is weird but he orders uh his security team which are there so that he can look at tritanium i guess yeah, they're all all kinds of red shirts. Oh, this is where the red shirt shit comes in too. Yeah, there's a lot of dead red shirts because there's like episode. five of them die. <laughs> uh, one of them is named Rizzo, and he's like in in charge of the red shirts. Not to be confused with the Muppet Rat. No, Rizzo. He looks just like him, but you can't think it's him. Yeah, so it's him. not him. And uh, <laughs> they do a sweep with their tricorders and um, find a gas cloud, and it kills all of them. <laughs> My favorite. Rizzo. <laughs> My favorite is the sneaky gas cloud. It sneaks behind, <laughs> and then they just reverse the shot to like pull it back. It's fucking. It does. It pops up and it's like, whoop! It pops back down. <laughs> and it goes, whoop! <laughs> yep. <laughs> it goes up real slow, like, and... no. <laughs> but uh, Rizzo survives because he's far enough away, I guess. Because he's in the show. Because he's in the episode. Sure, and we're uh, reminded. <laughs> For like the for the first of thirty thousand times in this episode, that they need to rendezvous with the USS Yorktown because they have medicine that's perishable. Yeah, they need to deliver the cold the the Nyquil and uh, uh, sleepy stuffed stuffy Stuff nose, so you can get so you your can... rest medicine. And um, Kirk's like, I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, he he's like, shoot the. Th- shoot it if you find it shoot it and you're like what the fuck is happening but uh they they hear the phasers going off and they run over and uh everybody's dead but Rizzo and he's almost dead and every red corpuscle yeah in their body has been drained so they look like vampires yeah they they'd look like Dracula makeup corpses yeah they look like 1960s Draculas so they all they all head back to the ship and um Rizzo is conscious like McCoy says he's conscious mm-hmm. and so they're giving him constant blood transfusions which begs the question of how much blood is on this ship I guess they could synthesize the blood right probably they maybe can, they I don't know they have food synthesizers at this point they might be able to synthesize blood like maybe somebody's real gross about what they like to eat right yeah maybe <laughs> maybe there's like a blood eater. Are the kitty cat people blood eaters? Probably. <laughs> what about Hawkman? Is he a blood eater? <laughs> the griffin, the golden griffin yeah. that works on the ship you never what a, see. <laughs> what about a guy with arm in his chest? He blood... <laughs> he's been on the ship the whole time, you just didn't see him. <laughs> yeah, it's just he's not around when the cameras are there. <laughs> he doesn't like cameras. They have uh, no red blood cells left, all the people that have been fucked up with. And Rizzo's only surviving because he has a little bit. Like, he has far less than he should. Yeah, Nurse and Chapel is like, he has only has 60% of his blood in him or something. Nurse Chapel, uh, the most professional person on the entire ship, who does her job very professionally while everyone's acting like big babies around her. <laughs> yeah, everyone's losing their shit in this one. Uh, but Kirk mentions the USS Farragut, and he says that the cloud was involved in those deaths as well. But we sure. don't really learn about exactly what happened or why Kirk is losing his shit so hard at this point. Yeah. Kind of don't know yet. And again, he tells people to fuck off about the Yorktown. He does not give a shit. He's, He's got more important it. cloud work to do <laughs> on this planet. 
<laughs> Put it on the cloud. And he says, he tells McCoy that he wants Rizzo revived for questioning. And mm-hmm. McCoy's like, well, I guess in his current state, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and he's like, do it anyway. Damn. And uh, Rizzo mentions he, he smelled the same sickly sweet odor. And he felt an intelligence when the cloud. Oh, comes. yeah. They keep saying it. it's intelligent. Like, I, I think you're supposed it. to be, like, afraid of this ghost cloud or something. I'm super scared of it, Josh. I don't know what were, you're talking about. Were you afraid of it? I, I don't I know. I don't want to I steal wasn't. my red corpuscles. Yeah, I'm a redhead, so, like, whatever. Drain <laughs> I need, me. I need all those red corpuscles to live. My corpse. Don't take my corpse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rizzo dies, I guess. Um, Bye, Rizzo. See you in hell. He's not dead yet, but, like, McCoy's like, hey, you can't, like, pay attention to what he's saying, because he's, like, almost dead. Like, he, he's just rambling, and Kirk's like, no, you need to look up that USS Farragut information now. <laughs> read, read the book. Yeah, read a fucking book, McCoy. <laughs> you stupid bones. I feel like I drank maybe a little too much for this podcast she, when I'm thinking about it. Um, she took everything but my core puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> um... Kirk meets up with Spock up on the bridge, and Uhura's like, hey, uh, Starfleet's like, what are you doing? They want to know? <laughs> yeah. And Kirk's like, not now. Yeah, he's, like, flipping the fuck out. And it's like, yeah. for no, it, like, it comes off as, like, very, like, what is happening? Like, why? Yeah, like he's losing his mind. Why is he fucking losing his yeah. mind so hard? Did he get burked again? Are we doing the burke oh thing? Oh, my God, we got another burke. <laughs> kind of a little bit. A little bit. It is his Burke side that's causing this. He's at least half Burke. It's my Burke day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spock is, like, humoring him for most of this episode. Yeah. He's like, well, I mean, maybe he can change his molecular... The cloud can change its molecular structure, and that's why we can't sense it. Right. Because they can't scan for it, right? Like, they don't yeah. know, like, where it is. Kirk's like, that's gotta be it! And he's like, that's uh, technically impossible, Kirk. And he's like, no, 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 that's gotta be it! That's the only way. <laughs> yeah. And um, there's a moment in this episode where I felt like I was dumb. Yeah. And I was supposed to remember something and didn't. That I felt like this that whole time. Like, like Kirk like uh, Kirk is talking to Uhura, and she's like, Ensign Rizzo died. And yeah. uh, he's like, oh, you know, that sucks. I don't really give a fuck. I got this cloud thing going on. Yeah. And uh, Ensign Garavik shows up, a new security officer. He's like in charge he's the security officer in charge but he's an ensign yeah he's young and his dad was on the farragut yeah they don't say that though they don't right away like kirk says was that means your father was and he says yes sir one and the same and i was like was i supposed to know that no i think you're supposed to know who this is and you're not you're not part of the episode but i like looked it up and i was like oh this is in the episode never mind yeah it's not very well done like like, I haven't seen this episode since I was a kid, probably, so I don't remember anything I about watched it. this one recently, actually, and I remembered it from when I watched it. And, like, it would have been better if they would have done it the other way. H- had him be on the ground crew, Garavik, and then you learn about the fa- uh, the, the Farragut, like, yeah. throughout. That would have been better that way. But I f- Like, little hints about the Farragut are fun. Like, you get to understand yeah. it, but, like... What really would have made this okay is if Kirk would have been able to finish his sentence. Yeah, why, did, said, why with the dramatic? Yeah. You're the son of Captain Garavik of the Farragut? Right. And he, he'd say, yeah, one and the same. But instead, like 
Garavik cuts him off, and you don't get to know. And I was like, wait, am I supposed to know? Yeah, and then he says, like, you'll get no special treatment on this ship, mister. Like, he's like, and you're like, oh, Wag, right. Wags his finger at him, yeah. mister. And it's the 60s, so Garavik is like, yes, sir, I listen to my elders. Yes, <laughs> he's also his commanding officer. Falling in line is what I like to do. It's the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> That's on his tender profile. Falling in line is what I like to do. Follow the rules. They're there for a reason. I like my white toast with milk in the morning. <laughs> no butter for me. Trying not to have a heart attack. <laughs> I like to watch The View in the morning while I have my white toast and milk. Favorite show? <laughs> that vampire one. Dark Dark Crystal. Dark, whatever. Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. <laughs> Everybody at home should go watch Dark Shadows right now. It looks There's plenty the of it. But that's kind of like a like a, a soap opera move right there is to like have yeah. it be dramatic for no reason. Like that's there's no reason that that needs to be like no, that. No, this isn't I'll I'll say up front this is not the best episode of No, TMS. no. It's it's not terrible, but it's not very well constructed. It's at not all. I would say it's not very good. It's it's. it's I would say it's passable as yeah. an episode, yeah. but it's not good. Like C minus. I yeah. think we're going for. Um, but apparently Garavik was friends with Rizzo in the academy, which um, goes a little further to explain why Garavik loses his shit as the episode goes on. Yeah, it makes sense that he's upset, and it doesn't make sense that Kirk is upset as much as he is. Like no, Kirk like. Kirk suffered a trauma. He has like a yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder almost. Yeah. Um, Which in the 60s, they didn't know about that. No. It's just he's or at least going they crazy. Yeah, he he has, he's shell-shocked, or that's what they would yeah. call it, right? Like, um, Kirk and Garavik take a party of four security officers down to uh, Planet Whatever 10. They don't mention it ever again what the name of it is. Yeah, but, the, the planet. Um. <laughs> they uh, they have all their phasers ready to go. They got it on disrupt, and uh, they split up. Good and, idea. Which is always a great idea. That's like yeah. the '60s plan. Everything in the '60s split is about up. fucking splitting up. Vietnam way, split up. <laughs> that way, they can't kill all of us at once. Yeah, right. Split up. It'll be good. Trust me, I've done it before. But Kirk is like, look, if you see the cloud fire instantly. Shoot and it. he's very specific about this. As soon as you see it fire and you're like, okay. Sure. You don't notice that he's being a psychopath at this point about it. Not not really. I mean, you don't know why he's being so yeah. hard on it. But um, Garavik takes his party off and they're all red shirts and you know the fucking joke. So you know exactly what's about to happen. They all die. <laughs> and um, the cloud shows up and it's just hovering and Garavik is like, what the fuck? Yeah. So he hesitates. And right. And the cloud is apparently sonic, and it goes super sonic speed. <laughs> gotta go fast. It's gotta go fast, and it kills everybody while he's trying to fire at it, including him. He gets attacked. Oh, yeah. He doesn't die, though. No, it's not on him long enough, I think. Yeah, I'm a little unclear about how people die from this. They and get their blood sucked. Yeah, I know that, but like, I'm, I'm like, some, like this guy gets attacked and he doesn't die, so I don't know. Because he's a named character <laughs> and he's halfway yeah. through the episode, so. so he has to. He's gonna see this one out. He's gonna if, be there. In the, if you're the a rest. named character at the beginning of the episode and you're new, you're your good. ass is dead. If you're a named <laughs> right. character halfway through the episode, the episode is about you and you're, you're gonna good. be fine. You're gonna learn a lesson. That's the most you're gonna do. <laughs> is learn a lesson. 
Um, Kirk is questioning himself in his captain's log. Like, he doesn't know exactly why he's refusing to leave. He just knows that he has to stop this evil, evil cloud. This cloud is fucking terrible! (laughs) He's got to get rid of this bad, bad cloud, and it's more important than everyone on a planet dying from not having medicine. (laughs) Dude, he farted it out when he was on the fucking Farragut, and now he's got to cover it up, because he who smelt it dealt it. God, so deep, Josh. <laughs> Think about it. Um, well, I drink this wine. The one guy, the one guy comes in and he's like Rizzo. He's like in critical condition, and the other guy's dead. Mm-hmm. And then um, Garavik is fine. I don't. Yeah, know he doesn't get he, touched. He doesn't even he get lied. touched. I think he lied and said it hit him. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it even went near him. Does I don't remember. But Kirk is like, look, this creature's intelligent. It's a thing. And yeah. uh, Bones and Spock are like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like not... Which is like weird, right? Because like, why wouldn't they... Like, obviously something is happening, right? Well, they like, wouldn't believe him because he's acting like a complete fucking psycho. Like, yeah. If yeah instead like, of if, being if like... He's like, guys, I think this thing has intelligence and we need to look into it further to understand it. He's like, we must Stop it! We have to shoot it with our yeah. guns! Yeah, shoot it, right? Right. Which, like, like they don't even know. Like, do they even know that that's going to do it? No. I mean, that's sort of the, the place where you start from, right? Like, if I shoot something with my laser, it dies. Right. Will it? But will it? I don't know. What if it just, like, pisses it off and then you get double blood sucked? Yeah, and uh, spoiler alert, that's exactly what it does. But what later. if it sucks the blood out of your peener next time? Will that feel good or bad? Like a blood straw. <laughs> let's not get into Josh's fetish just yet. Let's, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's, let's take a quick break so I can get all this wine off my desk and maybe get something to drink that's not going to make me tipsy. For you want to? You want some toast? You want a pretzel? Let me, let me get some white toast and some milk, and I'll be right back after these messages. No butter for you. After the In their daily pursuit of justice, our superhero characters do battle with the world's most evil villain. Where will the next evil villain come from? Maybe you will create them in Post Superheroes Create a Villain Contest. Grand prize. Nine kids win a one-week trip to Hollywood. They'll have breakfast with these superheroes. And the villain they've created. Second prize. One thousand win bicycles. Millions will enter and everyone who does gets superheroes puppy stickers. Details on specially marked boxes of Alphabet, Super Sugar Crisp, Honeycomb, and Pebble cereals. You can draw and paint your villain in the picture provided. Three different pictures. Superman! Wonder Woman! Batman and Robin! Three grand prizes per picture. The most original villains win. Holy Hollywood! Post Superheroes Create a Villain Contest. Details on specially marked boxes of Alphabet, Super Sugar Crisp, Honeycomb, and Pebble cereals. Welcome back from that message. Hopefully that was as titillating as the rest of our episode. Tits. Um, don't worry about me and my wine, by the way. I paired it with cheese like I hear you're supposed to do. I had a single uh, slice of craft. Wow. <laughs> fancy. I'm a very fancy man pairing my wine with cheeses. Yeah. I have some sharp cheese that I didn't get. 
So now I feel like I want it, but it's too late now because oh. I can't eat while we're doing this. No. That would be crazy. I shoved a handful of Doritos in my mouth. Cause so you had, like, double cheese. Yeah. As, the, as everyone knows now that I'm telling you, every time I drink, Doritos magically appear in my hands, and I Which have to eat them. fucking amazing, by the way. <laughs> what kind of Doritos is your favorite, the red or the blue? Oh man, I like them both. Honestly, like I feel like I lean yeah. more towards the blue. Like the I lean more towards red. Well, that's who we are as people. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think so? Because you're like a blue boy, and I'm like a red fire, fiery hot red. Yeah, even though we uh, wear the opposite colors and all the M class shit. Like, yeah, I'm, just I'm a, a little bit people. more like. I feel like I'm a little bit more laid back and easygoing. You're a little mm. bit more like it's hot and spicy. Yeah, well, I do prefer the spicy red. I prefer the spicy red, if I'm getting red, for sure. I love yeah, the no, spicy boys. Spicy reds, for sure. I wish Doritos would send us some Star Trek Doritos to go yeah, with our wine. fucking please. <laughs> Doritos, if you're listening, we will review your Doritos on the air. Mm-mm, yeah. They're so good. <laughs> we'll be crunching away over here. <laughs> well, it's so good. Giving everyone with misophonia a heart attack. <laughs> So, Kirk invites his best friend, Spock and McCoy, to the briefing room where uh, Garavik comes in and debriefs about the situation. Yeah. Um, he he talks about all, everything that happened until he gets to the point where he's talking about hesitating and he gets, like, really bad actory for a minute because this guy's really bad. Yeah, he's over the top. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, it's... Like it's he, a Star Trek episode. <laughs> like, he saw the script said, like, pause for a factor, like, pause because you're, like, conflicted or something, and he literally just waits the beats for the pause, and you can tell that he's counting in he's his head. He's counting. Hands. Yeah, he's like, he might have been directed to, I don't know, man. Like, he's What's like, his name might have been And like, then when it appeared, I... 2003, 2004, three. His mouth is moving. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kirk is fucking pissed he's like so you hesitated yeah he like flips out and like jumps down his throat which is like not kirk like and also like what why like he lived it's not captain like either right yeah and he's like you're relieved of all your duties and confined to quarters yeah go to your room (laughs) and mccoy is like wow that's pretty fucked up and he's like well he hesitated and two men are dead yeah, like it's his fault that there's and a fart cloud killing people. McCoy's like, well, this isn't, like, he couldn't have done anything differently. Like, it's just, it's natural. And Kirk's like, you know what, whatever. I expect your reports on my desk by two this morning. <laughs> and he gets up and he leaves. Yeah, he's being a real, he's being a real Burke, man. He's, <laughs> he's super being a Burke. real Burke today. Not Delta Burke, like from Designing Women, but like... Bad God, what a pull, Josh. <laughs> it's the wine. It's making my brain fire quick. What a reference. Everybody yeah. at home is like, what? <laughs> Google that shit. Google the fuck out of Delta Burke designing women. Fucking, that's how I describe anything that's thick. It's thicker than Delta Burke's. Thicker than against. Delta <laughs> Yeah, no, there ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Hell no, boy. Um, uh... Scotty calls again and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna leave in a half hour." And Kirk's like, "No, we have to Belay stay. that order. We have to stay and fist fight this cloud." Yeah, everyone's like, "Let's go." 
Yeah, we have shit to do. We have to deliver yeah. medicine to sick children on the orphan planet. And Kirk's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. The fucking, the fucking uh, uh, toys for tots. We gotta deliver our toys. <laughs> it's Christmas. It's like vaccines for tots, though. It's even more ridiculous even more that he's important. like, fuck that. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, man. You mean he wants to give all those kids autism? Uh-oh. <laughs> like, he heads, he goes up to the bridge when and Scotty says this, and he's like, I'm tired of my senior officers conspiring against me. Yeah. And they're like, what? They're like, ooh. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have used that word. And it's like, yeah, yeah man, you're I being sh- real fucking crazy. I shouldn't have used the word conspire. And even Scotty, who's normally, like, very deferring, is like, I agree, sir. He's like, he's like yes. Yes, you shouldn't have. Like, um, Chekhov wow. is like, oh, I haven't found anything. And he's like, oh, have you done the full scanner probe? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I've done it twice. And he's like, well, do it a hundred times. Yeah, he's basically like uh, Chekhov at this point's doing the busy work that you get when yeah. you work like in an office. And they're like, you're, you're new. So here, do this. Yeah. And you're like, nah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, Chekhov <laughs> is the ensign. He's the yeah. intern at this point, right? Yeah. He's like fetching coffees. And Kirk's like, this isn't what I ordered. And, and like, he throws, throws it at, at him, him and slaps him. Poor Chekhov. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Um, at this point, an unlikely. I don't want to say conspiracy because that gives Kirk what he wants, but like yeah. <laughs> it kind of is. Like Spock and McCoy like start hanging out. They're like, "What the fuck is up with this?" Oh, guy? Spock goes to the doctor's quarters or or the sick bay. I forget. I forget. But he goes to one. He's and, like, "What is up with Kirk?" And he's like, "I don't know. He's fucking dumb. He's being real dumb right now. He's being real Burke." You remember that whole Gurk and Burke thing? I know, right? Remember when he was a Burke? He's totally a Burke. He's being real similar to Burke right now. Man, that guy was a Burke. <laughs> Everybody on the ship uses Burke to mean, like, shitty. Jerk. And it's Captain jerk. Kirk is like, come on. Guys. Come on, guys. I got burked. All right? Leave me alone. It happens to the best of us, right? Everybody has had an evil duplicate at least once. Yeah. Look, transfer accident, you know how it goes. Um, yeah, Scott. Well, Spock is like, I need your advice, and then McCoy's like, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, and Spock's like, Why? He's like, Cause you're coming to me for advice. This is crazy. Yeah, he's like, I need a drink, and he turns around to his computer and types in StarTrekWines.com. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> yeah, man. Get the new uh, special reserve old vines Infidel from StarTrekWines.com. It is delicioso. Yum, 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 yum. Um, but Spock has actually read all of the files that McCoy has been putting off this whole time. McCoy's yeah. like, I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. Uh, Spock actually read them, and it tells the uh, tragic tale of Lieutenant Kirk under the command of Captain Garavik. Yeah, Captain Garavik. Of so the USS this, Farragut. This dude's dad. His daddy. They ran into an evil fart cloud and uh, Captain Garavik died because Kirk didn't shoot his shot. He hesitated. He didn't slide into the the cloud's DMs and shoot his shot in time. <laughs> Slipping into those DMs? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, <laughs> M- like, so McCoy just goes straight to Kirk, and McCoy is taking no shit at this point. Yeah, McCoy's like dad friend, right? Like, he's like old wise south, southern dad friend like he comes up and he's like uh he's talking about a young officer in his first real danger that like hesitates and causes a problem 
and Kirk's like, Garvik's a piece of shit, and he deserved to die. Yeah, he gets real nuts. And McCoy is like, I was talking about you, you fucking pudgy bitch. And Kirk's yeah. like, oh. <gasps> the anime. <gasps> <laughs> He's talk- he was talking about me the entire time. I wasn't it paying was attention to what he was getting at, but he got me. I was the one who hesitated. <laughs> Not young Garavik. And 200 crewmen, including Captain Garavik, all died because Kirk didn't fire his lazy beam. Let, let, his lazy beam. He was let's too lazy. About, let's talk about the insanity of 200 fucking people dying because of this. Like, let, let's talk. And about, they don't know. And they don't know where this fucking shit is. Let's talk about. The horrid life Captain Kirk has lived. Yeah, <laughs> he was on the bad. fucking Kodos thing, like the Kodos uh, settlement, where like yeah. half the people were killed, so the other half can live. Then yeah, this he, guy he joined really... the Farragut, and they fucking two hundred people died on it because yeah. of him. He gets Thanos, then he gets fart clouded. I it's don't know. Just, it's just a whole bunch of badness for our boy <laughs> Kirk, and it's crazy he turned out as well as he did. Yeah. Like, one burk every now and then is nothing compared to what he yeah. had to go through let in him, his life. Let him burk out a bit, you know? Like, he needs, he, he needs to relieve some of that burk stress. He's, he needs he deserves a burk every now and then. We all do, <laughs> don't we? Deserve to burk every now and then. Look, I'm taking a 15-minute burk, all right? <laughs> But uh, he's like, your guilt is causing you to be obsessed, and we can't, like, in good conscience, just leave that be. So I'm, yeah, I'm preparing a medical log entry on your emotional condition, which is like we as an audience understand is like I'm going to take command away from you because you're unfit. Yeah. So so Starfleet has that like loophole, like it's not like a loop, but like that's a, a safety valve. Like if your captain's acting like a real Burke, you can like confine him to quarters or the brig or whatever yeah, and like which the, is smart because like there's crazy shit out there and sometimes you get burked you know oh yeah you can get burked in like a million different ways transporter accident yeah like alternate dimension like yeah. gaseous entity there's a lot of a, those a million ways to burk in the west you a, know a giant orange hand in space giant or giant green hand in space yeah. there's so many <laughs> i had a theory about this far cloud oh yeah it's like a nagilum Oh, you think the fart cloud is a Nagilum? Is a Nagilum, yeah. But Nagilum doesn't vampire people. It just kills people for fun. Yeah, maybe he got over his vampire lust, his vamp vamp fetish. Maybe this is a baby Nagilum. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe it is a baby. Maybe baby Nagilums need blood. Maybe it's a babe Gilum. A babylum. Nuggy babe. It's a babylum. <laughs> babylum. Oh, <laughs> uh, babylum's gonna be the new baby Yoda. <laughs> Everybody's gonna want to have their own babylum stuff toy. <laughs> I can't wait till babylum gets his own show. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Emergency alert! Snow squall warning! Until three. You're gonna die! You're gonna fucking die! I have no heat on in my apartment right now. I'm gonna fucking freeze to death talking about Star Trek. Ah, you know what's great about snow though is when it covers your house, it like helps you keep warm, like like igloos. Here, here's hoping, right? Yeah, (laughs) just don't go out in it. You'll die. But uh, McCoy's like he needs another command grade witness, and he opens the door, and like Spock comes in, like it's a like. Yeah. 
Like they're they're doing like a intervention yeah. for Kirk's burkness. Of- it's very soap opery. Like this whole episode is oh, very yeah. soap which soap opery. Makes sense. It was written yeah. by a soap opera writer, and has vampires in it, which makes sense because he wrote a sa- soap opera about a vampire. Holy shit! You're right. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's Damn, weird. Josh is cracking this one wide open, everybody. I'm, cr- I'm cracking this case wide open. Burk off, everybody. I'm on fire. <laughs> but, um, like, Spock and McCoy start, like, grilling him a little bit. And Kirk yeah. sort of, he's like, look, I sense the creature was intelligent. So did Rizzo the rat. <laughs> and it has all the same markings as the one that attacked the Farragut. What and, markings does it have? Um... It's a cloud. Oh, the honey smell? Is <laughs> yeah, that the what they're talking smell. about? Yeah. And it's dangerous, and that se- means that if it attacked the Farragut in deep space, and it's here now, that it's capable of space travel. So we have to take care of it here. Yeah, we have to logic. do something, or else it'll harm habited planets. Right. He'll, yeah. And he's making sense now, so McCoy's like, I'll withhold my judgment for now. Yeah. Let me put my stamp down that says, crazy. <laughs> And pick up my one that says, all right, Kirk. <laughs> he has another one that just says, who knows? And stamps it real quick. I'll come he back to funny, this one. He has a funny one that says, Spock sucks. And he puts that on stuff every now and then. <laughs> McCoy is that friend that like spends way too much time making fun of one of your friends. And you don't know whether you to don't say something know. about I, it or I not. I think that's why I love it. Because like, I, I do that to some people. Some people have that with me. I try not to because like, I think it really bothers people. But like, sometimes I'm like, nah, this is funny. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I can't really think of like who I would do it. But sometimes, like, I don't know. My friend Ashley, I do it to her. We all do that she, to Kevin. We yeah, make Kevin. fun of Kevin all the time. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin Everybody's yeah. turning the podcast off. How dare you? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I've never said a negative word about Kevin, but I I did hear that he does drink red corpuscles. So he does. <laughs> He's a babgillum. He is a a babylum. Babylum. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, babylum. Gotta get my fucking marketing straight when we make these toys. We gotta. <laughs> You gotta get on board with this Babylon movement I'm gonna, we're making. I'm gonna Photoshop a Babylon after we're done. Hey, uh, fun fact: Do you remember CBS? Actually, I won't say that on this one since CBS sponsors the wine that sponsors. So, yeah, I'll say it on emails though. Everybody tune into email next week and you'll not hear about it. But um, nice. wait, wait, wait to, way to go. <laughs> Josh doesn't know about this one yet. Um, I don't know about it. I don't know what you're saying. Uh. Something happened with CBS and us that. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Okay. That I'll talk about next episode. I, do I not know about this? You or I don't know. know about this. No. Oh good. This is fun. I like when I don't know things. <laughs> it just happened earlier. I just saw it earlier today. Nice. Um, well, I'll we tell you sued? before the episode. Are they anyway, suing us? Um. <laughs> right as Kirk is like at his like point where he's like, you know, I know this sounds crazy, but just give me a chance. Uh, it proves that he's entirely right because the cl- Chekhov reports in that they detected the cloud fire off into space at warp speed. Nice. So Kirk warp cloud. Is, so Kirk rubs his donger in Spock and McCoy's face for a minute, which is not <laughs> hesitating no, somehow. That's, that's pulling the trigger right there. And uh, he orders that the ship follow into space at red alert. Um, the cloud is going warp Eight, which is the maximum that the Enterprise can go. Like the ship is 
like ripping itself apart at this point. Yeah, six is what they like. I think seven is as fast as they go usually, right? Yeah, like this is so far beyond what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. That it's destroying the ship, and like everybody turns towards Kirk and like Scotty's like, we can't do this anymore. We have to stop, or we're all gonna die. Yeah, she's tearing herself apart, or whatever his line is. And everybody looks at Kirk like, uh, uh, oh no, we're all going to die. And Kirk's like, all right, slow the ship to warp six. And somehow the the cloud does not get away, and that comes into play. Yeah, why does it do that, though? It wants um, to eat their bones? Probably. It wants to suck all their blood. Out of their boner. And... Uh, <laughs> Nurse Chapel brings Garavik his dinner because she's a woman, and it's the 1960s. <laughs> Yo, this and... is pretty good, though. But you're right. That's why she does that. Yeah. And he's, like, a, being a huge baby about it. Like He's, he's like, such a whiny bitch. He's just such a freaking sad idiot. He's laying in his bed with, like, his hand over his forehead like a swooning yeah. southern oh, bell. Oh, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Oh. And he's, like... Uh, you gotta eat your you gotta eat your peas. You can't yeah. have your pudding. And she says, "Eat your." I brought you chicken noodle soup because in the future that still helps everybody. It's still the only cure for being a bitch. And <laughs> um, he's like, "I'm not hungry, mom." Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah. And he's like, "Look, McCoy has a micro tape here with a one order on it and to." To eat it, and if you don't follow it, I can take you to sick bay and feed you intravenously through your yeah. pee hole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and he fucking, he does it because he knows what's best for him. Then and Chapel goes back to, to McCoy, and he's like, oh, you're listening to this uh, seminar on the something flu or whatever, right? Sigian respiratory disease. Yeah, yeah. And sh- and he's like, what are you doing with this? And, he, and she's like, psychology. And then she yeah, walks just, out. Just applying a little psychology. And she walks yeah. out, and McCoy has this completely flummoxed look on his face. Like He's like, Bleh. Yeah, he's like, I asked you a question. Why didn't you answer me? <laughs> that was rude. Bye, Nurse Chapel. But Garavik does not eat his food. He throws the cover to his plate across the room like a toddler would. Oh, that's right. He does. I and forgot. It, it causes his ventilation thing to jam. His little vent? Yeah, which will come into play later. Oh, that's it's right. It's Chekhov's yeah. vent, even though it's Garavik's vent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Red Alert's declared, and Garavik's like, I gotta fucking do something, because I'm a baby, and everything has to be about me. And he runs to the sh- to the bridge. Yeah. And it turns out that the reason why the uh, Babelum has <laughs> stopped flying through space is because it wants to chomp on everyone's boners. And it yeah. turns back towards the ship and flies right into it. It's, well, first, it's hungered. Well, first they fire uh, phasers and it just goes through it. Because, hey, it's a fucking cloud, guys. Yeah, phaser isn't going to do it. So then they're like, shoot photons at it, right? Which at least makes a little sense. Like, it would disperse right. the cloud, maybe? Maybe blow it up a bit. Yeah, I don't know. But um, that does nothing as well. Yeah. And so the creature just flies through an impulse engine vent that was open because they do a good job of setting that up. They do do a good job of that because Scotty is like, oh, I cleared out the radioactive waste vent or whatever. Yeah, like I've been I've been repairing it yeah. earlier, so that's why it's open. Yeah. 
and um, it enters through the, into the ventilation system, kills a guy, and uh, injures a bunch of other people. And somehow it being in the vents means that there's only two hours of air left. They only mention that once. I totally forgot about that, and I don't think I heard them say that when I watched the episode. Yeah, like, uh, Scotty says it. He's like, there's only two hours of air left, and they're like, oh, we'll have to work quickly then. And I'm, I was, I figured that would come back, but it never does. Is it because they had to, like, shut him off in there, the babilum? I don't, they don't say that for sure. They, they don't say just, that, yeah. They literally just say he's in the ventilation system, so we only have two hours of air left. Man, there's a lot of holes in this app. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> and uh, in a in a strange move to me, Jeff Pennington, podcast host, uh-huh. um, Kirk, Spock, <clears throat> Scotty, and McCoy, uh, professional explorers and military men, decide to have a meeting <laughs> while yeah. this is happening. <laughs> yeah, two hours air left. Let's uh, let's sit down in a brainstorming session. <laughs> let's you want to mind map room. this? <laughs> Does it, did anybody bring the laser pointer? I got a whole presentation. All right, I made a situation. PowerPoint. It took me an hour and 45 minutes, so we got 15 minutes. <laughs> they never mentioned the time limit ever again. So. <laughs> um, McCoy is pissed, and I can't blame him. Like, Bones yeah. has fucking had enough. Yeah. He's like, this is all your fault, Jim. You were obsessed, and now we have a fart cloud in the ship, and he who smelt it dealt it. Exactly. Exactly. He's a doctor, so he knows. But Spock, being Spock, is like, look, uh, all of that doesn't matter. We're all going to die soon. Yeah, we got we to gotta figure out how we're going to live or whatever. <laughs> and Spock calls it a creature, and Bones is like, creature? Well... Bones, if you were paying attention it's to the smart. episode you're in, you would have seen that the cloud turned and found its way into the ship and found a way to make sure we're all gonna die. Yeah, it's smart. It knows That's how to That's smart do as stuff. hell. Yeah. Bones is just semantic Jones. He's like, oh, is it technically a creature? I don't know. I fucked a trill. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we heard about that. You keep saying it. It was really good. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> like she was of experience. She was a gymnast. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah we yeah. we got it, Bones. Yeah, I we heard about it. it. That's where I got my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> she sucked everything but my bone. <laughs> well, that didn't sound good at all. <laughs> yeah, he likes feet shit. Oh no! <laughs> it always goes back to that, doesn't it? Yeah, um, well, you know. They pretty much come up with the plan that they're going to vent radioactive waste into the ventilation system. This is crazy. This and is this is somehow crazy. not going to kill everyone on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> guess it's better than a babilum sucking your bloods out. I guess. They're like, this will kill the babilum and none of us somehow. Some Good plan. Way. <laughs> And um, Spock mentions to Kirk that, like, look, uh, phasers didn't do anything, so even if you would have shot on time, the Farragut still would have been obliterated. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. Kirk says, I don't give a fuck about that, Spock. Go talk to someone who cares. He's like, okay, because he's literal. Yeah, and Spock's like, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll I'll go do that, actually. (laughs) And uh, Garavik is again laying on his bed being a big baby. (laughs) 
who the real question of this episode, the moral quandary, is who's the real Babelum? Right. And I think it's Garavik. Who's being the biggest Babelum of them all? What's crazy is he's reading a Tiger Beat magazine. <laughs> and it's got Jonathan Taylor Thomas on Except it? Except now he's called Space Jonathan Taylor Thomas. This is an old, This is back in the 60s, so it has Zachary Taylor the president on it. <laughs> Zachary Taylor Thomas. <laughs> oh my, his wig is so sexy. Um, but he basically just tells him that like... It's okay that you're a human idiot. Humans are all idiots, so it's fine. Which yeah. is not what he's supposed to be telling him. Yeah, he's like you're you're he's like gets Mr. Smith on him, like Agent Smith. He's like your species has like a fault. Like you yeah. stop before you, you all s- do this. Yeah, you all it's do all, it. And that's not what he's supposed to be telling him. It's not really helping, no. He's supposed to be telling him that phasers don't hurt the thing, so you're fine. It doesn't matter, yeah. Um instead, uh they smell the honey smell, and the fart cloud starts wafting out of the vent. Yeah. And Garavik th- gets thrown out. Spock's like, get out of here! Yeah, leave. The fart except cloud's he says, back. Except he says, like, please vacate the domicile or something. Yeah, some vulcan shit. He attempts to close the vent, but again, it's jammed because Garavik tantrumed it closed with the cloche what an on top idiot. of his meal. What an idiot. Also, really cool that there are still cloches in the 2300s. What's a cloche? It's the metal dome thing that goes on top of a dish. Like I did not dish. know what the fuck that was called. Yeah, I only know that because my wife Crystal told me that. She's she's the smart one. Nobody Thanks, give me Crystal. any credit. <laughs> Thank you. Now I'm going to know that for when I need to know it, which will, it will, everything comes up. It'll Every time up. I need a cloche, I'll know what to call it. Yeah, case cloched. Oh my god. <laughs> you know? Future Josh, edit that out. <laughs> I'm leaving I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it hard in. That's a hard in. <laughs> but um they ordered the pressure inside the cabin reversed. Okay. And Garavik's like, I should be dead and not him and Kirk's like, Yeah. Yeah, he's my friend. But Spock comes out and he's like, oh, I'm fine. Just kidding, I'm alive. He's like, yeah. the reverse pressure was worked and the vent closed and I got green blood, so it didn't even matter. Yeah, so it only works on... I got that green bud in my green blood, so oh, it didn't even matter. Yeah. It only works on iron-based blood, right? Not his copper-based blood. Yeah, he's got copper blood. And um, Kirk smells the doo-doo smell and he, he figures something out because the doo-doo smells a certain way. The doo-doo? The honey doo-doo? The honey doo-doo. The honey doo-doo. Honey doo-doo list. And um, <laughs> Scotty calls up on his on the wall phone which is like I forget sometimes when I'm watching TOS that like when they're in the ship they don't use hand communicators. Yeah. They just talk on wall phones. Yeah, they do the the, the like did you ever have like a friend in the eighties who had like an intercom and then you were like, Oh, let's use it for everything? Nope. I did. <laughs> did I ever have a friend? Nope. Uh well you do now, Jeff. Oh. Do you have an intercom? I don't. <laughs> oh fuck. We have cell phones, we don't need intercoms. That's true. It's we have a- literal Star Trek phones that are better than the Star Trek phones. Yeah, far better than any Star Trek yeah. phone. It, it's like a tricorder and a Star Trek phone in all yeah. in one. 
You think they would have thought of that, right? To have one item that it's does too, all, but... It's too good. It was too good. They couldn't think of how good it was. I guess the problem does come in that if you, like, lose it or it gets damaged, you have nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. Which Just has like in real happened life. to the best of us, I yeah. think. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, Kirk meets up with Garavik in the hall, and he's like, Look, you saw on the bridge that the phasers didn't do anything, and you wouldn't have been able to do anything either. And it made no difference, so you need to go back to duty. And the guy's like, okay, Captain, I love you. <laughs> You're my new dad, right? And he's like, go away, leave me alone. No, please never show up in my show again. <laughs> Bye-bye. Fire this guy. Um, also, he's unbelievably sweaty. Like, I guess all the main actors are used to being under the giant lights all the time at this yeah. point. Yeah. Because all the extras in Star Trek are just like sweating their assholes off. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, maybe they didn't have time to like send them back to makeup or something. I don't know. It's well those lights at that point were like a billion degrees. Yeah, they're hot. The as cameras fuck. couldn't pick anything up. Yeah, now you have like daylight lights that are like yeah. um not incandescent. They're like LED daylight lights. I mean, I mean, like, the lighting and the cameras were so shitty at that point that Kirk, every command officer, is wearing a green uniform, and you don't see it as green because the right. things are so bad. It's so, yeah, the camera <laughs> is so hot. And, like, sometimes you'll see, like, set photos that are in color. Like, every now and then they got a color photo. Yeah. And it's it's pretty fucking green, too. Yeah. It's not, like, a close-to-gold type of green. Mm-hmm. I want to um, see him. But, uh, so he send, he says Car- he can come back to duty. He can do whatever it is the fuck he does all day. <laughs> and uh, the cloud is, like, leaving. It's left the ship at warp speed. And um, Kirk has this idea in his head. He's like, hey, we need to go to Tycho 4. And everybody's yeah. like, why? And he's like, because I smelled the fart smell, and it said it was going home, and that's where the Farragut got attacked, so I think that's where it lived. Yeah, this is like real flimsy-ass fucking yes. like, conclusion of this, right? Like, This is jumping to conclusions 101. Yeah, yeah. He, 1 plus 1 equals 3,000 in this shit. <laughs> he used the jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> I was thinking of that, too. <laughs> um... Uh, Bones is like, yeah, we shouldn't go. We have those medical supplies we've told you about 300 times this episode. Yeah, they're gonna, probably bad at this point. Yeah, they're going to go bad, and Kirk's like, "You're, I don't care what you think. Yeah. Earlier in the episode, he literally says, I understand that pursuing this creature means the loss of lives. Yeah, well, I, I guess like, he's That's right. That's cold as fuck, bro. It's a I, cloud. Leave I guess he's right because there's no vaccine for babelums, you know? No, but there's... Like, a, you, you gotta kill the babelum. You can't kill the babelum. Or can you can't kill it? <laughs> Maybe if you use a quantum torpedo. Maybe. Which is um, kind of what they do, I guess. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Isn't it? No, they let it go. <laughs> Don't they blow it up? Uh-uh. Um, they they take down antimatter, don't they? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They use the antimatter. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Which is kind of like what a quantum torpedo. I mean, they're all antimatter weapons. Yeah, this is just like super antimatter. Yeah, it's and kind it, of like, a there's, terrible. There's this fucking jump here, by the way. Yeah. That like blows my mind. Yeah. Spock is like, it's heading home to reproduce. 
How do you know that? Yeah. It's going to reproduce by fission. That's another fucking leap, dude. How do you know that? And it's not yeah. just going to fission into two, but thousands. Where the fuck did you get this from? Yeah, how does anyone know this? Like, it, it's to up the stakes, right? But it's like, the stakes are already... You've upped them, like, five times already. You know what I mean? Like, we don't... We don't need to like focus. Like focus on the uh, on the episode here. Yeah, yeah, like we have to stop it because yeah. it could go to a habited planet and kill yeah. everyone. That's all it needs to be. Like you that's can't. It. Yeah, it's all. It's scary enough, right? I it doesn't need to be. my mind that this might be like a D episode. Yeah, it might C-minus. be. It fucking might be. Fucking they come up with a smart plan, which we will talk about when we come back from these messages. Oh shit. After the back. Super Mario is back. He's blasting through worlds where no one has ever been. He's taking on enemies no one else dares. This time Mario plucks up power wherever he goes. So he's bigger and badder than ever before. You've never seen creatures like these. You've never had an adventure like this. It's everything you've dreamed of and worlds more. It's Super Mario 2, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Welcome back, Babelums. My baby Babelums. All my babies, my Babelums. They create this great plan to get rid of Babelum, which I think is a crime. Babelum is so great. Who wouldn't want a plush Babelum on our store, right? I think you should go to M Class Podcasts, page slash Patreon slash M Class Podcasts. And buy a Babelum. Patreon.com slash M-Class Podcast. Yeah. You can get your own plush Babelum toy for one easy payment of $99.99. Yeah, if you give us money, we'll make Babelums. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, baby. Fuck yeah. Um, Actually, you can go to www.mclasspodcast.com. It'll take you to our SoundCloud. Nice. I'm going to make a website eventually. I don't feel like spending 48 bucks a year right now to have a website that I don't like. So and I'll the look. internet, like, is that even going to be a thing soon? <laughs> I mean, depending on how this election goes, we'll see, right? Yeah, it might not be. We might be back to books again. But uh, check out our pod book, our bookcast, M-Class bookcast, mm-hmm. coming to your burnt-out husk of a library <laughs> coming 2021. To coming to the library vault that the guy who uh, from uh, Twilight Zone lives in. <laughs> <laughs> so they figure out using antimatter might disperse the cloud, but uh, it is going to obliterate half the planet's atmosphere and kill anyone who's on the surface. Yeah, you can't be like setting off antimatter on a on a planet. That's terrible. Um, you know, like we've made antimatter, right? Like it's yeah. crazy. We've done everything Star Trek has done for the most it's part. Except fucking crazy. We haven't figured out warp yet. Once we do. Yeah, they think like it's possible, and they they always are like it would take all this amount of energy. They're like it would take like the energy of a star, and late and recently they're like no, we think it could take the energy of like Jupiter. There's, and it's and like, like we have these giant breakthroughs in energy production like all the time. So I wonder like man, man, not to get all alien conspiracy, but like what do they use? <laughs> they use warp. 
Does Babylon need warp power? Babylon just has warp power. Maybe that's how the aliens are. Maybe they just like have warp capability. Yeah, I don't know. We should find out. We, we should, should use it. We should just ask them. Yeah, <laughs> we should. Hey, any aliens listen to this podcast? Yeah. So, first of all, give us some quatloos yeah. from your <laughs> on our Patreon. Yeah, a- any aliens listen to this podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Yeah. Slap down some of them good, good Federation credits. Yeah, give me some Fed creds. <laughs> give us some of those l- strips and bars of Latinum, please. No slips, though. Nah, I don't want no slips. Um, but they're gonna... Slips and Strips is a good uh, Frankie Strip Club name. Did I say that before? I don't know, but it's fucking genius. Regardless. Slips and Strips. Yeah. Slips and Strips. Also, what what would a strip club be? They put clothes on? Yeah, they wear, like, they, like, slowly <laughs> put socks on or something. Like, garters and shit. They eventually, at the end of the strip show, they're wearing, like, a full businessman's uniform. And you're like, oh. They're wearing, like, a man's, they're wearing, like, a man's clothing. Because it's, like, forbidden. Yeah. And it's, like, and a like, taboo. Oh, boy. And they're just yanking their gross <laughs> ears all over the place. <laughs> Man, they're just... Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was funny. So they figure out to, they, they're going to use antimatter, but they have to attract the creature... And they yeah. they just have this like fucking ten gallon jug full of blood, <laughs> <laughs> like a bucket, just like an old ass fucking bucket. And they bring it down with him. Um, Spock wants to go f- first, but uh, Kirk's like, "Nah, I gotta go down because I'm the main character." <laughs> right. Also, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Let the guy who's immune to it go down. Like, why would you? So he takes Garavik with him as well because Garavik is also the main character of this episode. Yeah, I he's guess. like Kirk Jr. in this one. So is he the Gurk or the Burke or are they both Burks? He's like the the Kirk, but with a C, the crying Kirk. <laughs> he's the Kirkulum. Kirkulum. So uh, Kirk and Garavik beam down with their bucket of blood. And yeah. they're and one ounce of antimatter, which is enough to rip a planet in half, apparently. Yeah, it's like crazy powerful, I guess. It An has, ounce. It has the explosive force of more than ten thousand cobalt bombs. Yeah, I'm assuming cobalt bombs are like super nuclear weapons. Probably. They're they're mentioned later. They're mentioned in Voyager when they go to that planet that experiences time differently. Because they start shooting them with cobalt weapons, and they're like, they've developed cobalt weapons, they're moving ahead. Yeah, according to Memory Alpha, a cobalt bomb was a type of nuclear weapon that had less than one ten-thousandth of the destructive yield of an ounce of antimatter. Wow. So antimatter's real fucking potent, everybody. Don't, don't put it in your wine glass. Don't and- drink it. <laughs> Their plan gets fucked immediately because the creature, like, just dive bombs the bucket of blood. And they don't move to try and get it or, like, move it or anything. They just stand and watch the whole time. Yeah. Why it's not? like a full, like, ten seconds of them just watching it. Yeah, like, fucking go. Fucking blow it up, you idiot. Like, do something. Does it have to be directly next to the bomb that destroys <laughs> half the atmosphere? Yeah, you think it could be, like, around it, right? Like, it doesn't need to be, like, on top of it. But um, Kirk is like, I'm going to use myself as bait. And Garavik's like, no, 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 I should do it. And yeah. 
uh, Garavik fucking karate chops Kirk, his commanding officer. Yeah, that's a citation right there. He karate chops him, and Kirk, like, goes down like a fucking sack of potatoes. But, like, <laughs> when, when Garavik picks him up, he's fine. And he starts, like, wrestling him. <laughs> and I'm like, there's an evil fart cloud coming towards you yeah. right now. What are you doing? Yeah, you might want to, like, go. Like, figure it out. Yeah, go. but they, they both just decide to stay, I guess. They're, they're like, fine, fine, we'll both do it. We'll both do it at the same it's time. It's like needless drama. It's, like, so weird. I don't understand. Like, why? Why? Right? Like, whatever. It is... Uh, there are some things in this episode I really don't like. I yeah. mean, like, overall, it's not terrible, but it's not good. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's like TOS is, like, getting into a warm bath, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is great, right? And, like, and some, there's of those, a, some of those episodes, like, you got some Star Trek wine sitting next to you from StarTrekWines.com. Like, they're yeah. that good. It makes it better. It makes <laughs> everything better, yeah. But some episodes, you get into the warm bath, and it's actually lukewarm. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually a piss bath. <laughs> oh, no. There are some episodes of Star Trek that are that way. A lot of Voyager piss baths. Oh, no. Dude, I read a thing the other day about this person. Like, I read stuff all the time about these people whose lives were changed by Voyager, and I was like, man, I really wish I enjoyed this show as much as they do. Yeah, a lot of people really love it. And I I don't I don't know. I don't know, like... I, I, I get it. I get that, like, it's 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 kind of like, like TOS. Like, it's comforting. It just it is, is comforting. comfortable. But it's not like, always good. I would watch every episode of Voyager before I would watch J.J. Uh, Abrams' movie again. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I, I came to the conclusion the other day that I would probably sit through Discovery before I would watch a J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie again. Yeah, I guess I would, too. That's a tough decision, but at least there are okay episodes of Discovery, and there are some good ones in Season 2. Yeah. Here's the thing. I hate to be Mr. Optimistic, because we are pessimistic assholes. That's our whole shtick, right? Are we? <laughs> no. Are we, are people, we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> we're not. People just think that if you if you dislike one thing, that you hate everything. Yeah, it's a, a blanket statement for everything, right? But um, Star Trek... like Discovery is starting to remind me a little bit of the first season of TNG. Yeah, and that like both seasons of Discovery are the first season of TNG. Right. There's a lot of really bad episodes that miss the point of Star Trek. Right. Intermixed with like one or two okay to good episodes. Right. So maybe they'll get their shit together in the next season or two. Jeff, I love your optimism. I love it. I love gotta it. Bring, I got to bring something to the table, right? <laughs> I love. I hope you're right. That would that would be great if That's you're the right. Thing is, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to a show to turn out bad. Like that. No, not, nobody does. Nobody like, does. It's not going to make me feel good that I rag on Discovery and it turns out that it continues being bad. Right. Like a good example is Watchmen. Like Damon Lindelof, I can't can't stand him usually, but like I'm gonna give Damon Lindelof all the credit in the world for that show. It's great. I have not seen it. I have to watch it. It's great. You should watch it. It's um like I I went in I went to watch the fucking third uh Star Trek movie even though I hated the first two and I was like it's not that bad. It's right, right. it's better than the first two. Right. It's I want Star Trek to succeed. That's what I want. I want it to be good. And yeah. And the I third JJ vs. Star Trek is good because the first two are horrible. Yeah, it's it's and also it's good because he does, he's not involved with it. Yeah, he's gone at that point. Um, it is very much 
like comparatively okay. It's yeah, comparably okay. Not it's not good, but it's like at least it's not this, right? Yes. At um, least it's not this other thing. There's nothing that comes out that I'm happy it's bad. Yeah, it sucks when things are bad. I want like, things to be good. I just don't want to like blindly say Star Trek is good because I love Star Trek. I want it to be good on its own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the end of this episode ends with a big bomb going ba-boom, and it kills the babelum. <laughs> the ba-boom-bum. It, it ba-booms the babelum. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, there's a pointlessly long scene of Spock trying to transport Kirk yeah, it's and like, Garavik. We're done. We're done. The episode's done, right? Like, we don't need them yeah. to be stuck in the transporter, like, whatever, right? Like... And they gotta switch to circuit B. Oh, okay. That means, that means a lot to me as a as a viewer. Yeah. Um. Once they're back on board, everybody's like, "Hey, good job, good job." And Spock's like, "I did it because I'm the best." And they're all like, "All right, whatever, fucking Spock, whatever." <laughs> and <laughs> Kirk's like, "Hey, Garavik, why don't you come to my bunk later?" And Garavik's yeah. like, "Oh yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll tell you stories about your dad." And he's like, "Uh, okay, okay, cool." Sure, that's what I totally thought we were going with this. I mean, but, uh, that's what I thought we were gonna do. <laughs> maybe that's also, but maybe that's uh, also a euphemism. I don't know. Let me put my wiener back in my pants. <laughs> Slink. So, what do you think of this episode overall? I think we've talked about that a little bit, but like, yeah, it's not very good, but it's. I I give TOS a a wide berth because of the time it was made and because of the extreme limitations of making a show in the '60s. Like, it's fine. It's like not good, but I'll watch. I would watch it again. Like whatever. I think, I think it's important to point out that, um, and I'm sure there are people at home that have been like, "Are they ever gonna fucking say this?" But yeah. this episode is just Moby Dick in space. Oh yeah! Like, Holy shit! Um, Kirk is just fucking Captain A having all over the place, and yeah. Garavik is like Ishmael, and who's like, Squeakwag? He, he gets probably Spock. Spock Squeakwag. Like. Uh, Ishmael gets drawn into the obsession that Ahab right. has, and um, except Ahab doesn't fuck himself up completely. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get like peg legs. <laughs> and uh, apparently, the way Star Trek TOS worked is that Gene Roddenberry would just like come up with an idea just off the top of his head. He'd be like, "Space Moby Dick," and they would have to do and, it. And then a writer has to come up with it. Yeah. There's that Futurama episode where it is Space Moby Dick. It's a space whale. Well, there's a fucking... That is a great episode. Um, and it's like this. It's exactly the same as this. He, they, she, Leela gets obsessed. She's like, we gotta go get it. Yeah. Did you... Um, I, do you know anything about the Legion of Superheroes, the comic book? No. Um, it's like set in the future of DC Comics. Like they were Like a bunch of teenagers were inspired by Superman, so they all become superheroes. Okay. And uh, there's a dude named Ultra Boy, yeah, who um, got his powers when he was eaten by a giant space whale. Okay, so he's Pinocchio. He gets yeah. His his name is uh, no, he's Jonah. Jonah. His, his yeah. name is Joe Nah. Even Joe J O N A H D C. You know what? He was created <laughs> in the 1950s. <laughs> D C. Come my, on. My favorite part is they never change that either. Every time they reboot the Legion of Superheroes, they're like, yeah, you got ate by a whale. 
Why don't they just name him Jonah, like his first name, and then have him have a last name or something? I think they may have done that once, but probably... That's what they should do. There's a lot of, like... Especially DC comics, there's a lot of, like, this is so dumb. Let's keep doing it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that only works if you have just as fun stories, which comics don't tend to do superhero comics anymore. So much, yeah, not so much. It's all, like, uh, there's been a serial rape murder. Right. The Legion of Superheroes got to stop it. Right. Uh, John Larroquette, a fun fact of the week here. What? Um, the dude who gets the close-up at the beginning of the episode who looks like a dead vampire. Yeah. Uh, he shows up a bunch more times. In, in, he's in not this, dead. In this show. Like, he he's in the background of <laughs> parts of this episode and also parts of several episodes after this. <laughs> I'm back, guys. And Maybe it's a, his twin. At a convention, uh, the guy who played the character, uh, who's, the character's name was Leslie. Ensign oh, Leslie. Leslie. Yeah. Yeah. And the actor's name was Eddie Paskey. At a convention, someone asked him how the hell that happened, and he said, oh, uh, he was revived by a miracle potion. <laughs> <laughs> that guy watches Star Trek. And apparently somebody asked, it, like, the director at a convention about this, and he, and he's, and, like, Eddie Paskey said, you know, he got revived by a miracle potion. We just never filmed that scene. And somebody was like, is that true? And the director was like, oh, we, I, we definitely never filmed that scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to say it wasn't true, but he was like, yeah, that definitely didn't get filmed. <laughs> so that's, that is my John Larroquette fun fact. How Besides the guy miracle-y. doing... <laughs> Besides the guy doing 1,200 episodes of Dark Shadows. That's unbelievable. That's fucking crazy. Are there 1,200 episodes of The Simpsons? Probably. I don't know. Uh, I, I can look that up really quick. I've got the internet. Number I don't know. Oh, right. The episodes internet. of The Simpsons. I would think not. I would say there isn't. Oh, there are only 672 episodes of The yeah. Simpsons. So there's half of the episode. Like, well, here's the thing. The that. Simpsons comes on once a week or less. Yeah. yeah. Dark Shadows came on every day. <laughs> yeah, it was like a five day a week, right? Yeah, which is nuts. Could you imagine doing anything five days a week? No, that's what I always think about, like, uh, Colbert and all those guys who do late-night shit. Like, that's every day. Like, that's every fucking day. uh, There are a bunch of people listening that are like, you fucking layabouts. I go to work five days a week. Right, right, right. But, like, (laughs) it's tough to, like, create, like, that five days a week. Like, that's hard. creative and entertaining five days a week is rough. To make jokes every night five days, or every day five days a week, or to write an entire 40-minute episode of a show every day, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about, like, maybe doing a weekly podcast again. Like, I don't have anybody to do it with, but I'm thinking, I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I couldn't imagine... Like, it was difficult enough to do a weekly thing when I did Writer Club Radio. Yeah. That was hard enough. I couldn't imagine doing a fucking daily thing. Yeah, it would become too much. Like, it, it, it's too hard to do that. And I think, like, that's what we're realizing with TV now and shit, too, is, like, there's eight episodes in a season of shows now because, yeah. like, it's just too hard to make good ones for that long. It's like uh, Rhett and Link, the YouTubers, do a morning show every day. It's called Good Mythical Morning, and it comes on at 6 a.m. on YouTube every single day. And I'm like, I would kill myself. Six in the morning? Yeah. 
I would kill myself. You That's fucking watch crazy. It whenever. Yeah, but it, but it's live at six. Like it's I don't, a I don't live know stream. If it's live. I think they film it like a day ahead. The day before. Or yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I get you. And it's like I would just kill myself. <laughs> yeah, it's too. It's too much. Like you, I don't know. Moderation is is valuable in creating things. You know. Sure. Well, you know, technically, M Class is a weekly podcast because we technically put out, we put out M Class podcast one week and M Class email the next. If you're a patron, it's a two a week podcast. Yeah, it's two a week except the week you don't get anything unless we yeah. do a shoot the shit or a special. Yeah, which is uh, often and also if you're listening to this right now, I'm fairly certain that it's Christmas for one. It's Christmas time. <laughs> I love setting you up for that. There, it's it's Christmas for one, and uh, for two, if you head over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, uh, you will gain access for some amount of money that it says on the website a month. Mm-hmm. I think it's five. I think it's five a month. Five money units. An episode of Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit that's all about Christmas time. <laughs> going to be good. You don't want to miss out. Yeah, we talk a lot about Christmas and Hawk Noir. <laughs> talk a lot about Eat, Pray, Love. Eat, Pray, Love. Everybody eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, love, everybody. <laughs> it's it's a really great episode and also like becoming a patron definitely helps us out. Uh, you saw us do like a 10 minute bit in this episode about wine. If you would yeah. like to sponsor our show in some way, we will do a little ad for you in the show. Yeah, we'll do that. And we can talk about those terms and conditions via email. If you shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com. You can also shoot us an email if you would like to be part of the show, and we'll read it on our other program, M-Class Email. Nice. You know what? This seems like a good time to say I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Thank you for StarTrekWines.com. Yeah, thank you to StarTrekWines.com for letting us try out uh, Wines That Rock is the name mm-hmm. of the company. Check mm-hmm. them out. Um, a- again, you can follow. You can send us an email, mclassemail at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast where you can see all the newest, hippest updates about Star Trek and mclass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least about mclass. Yeah. Which is all that really matters, right? And, again, if you love the show, you want to support it, you want us to continue making the show and making it as good as we do now, as professionally as we do now. Yes. Extremely professionally. You can head over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast where for as little as a dollar a month you can help us continue giving you this good, good content. Yeah. And after thanking all you guys, I'd like to send a very special thank you out to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find him on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore. Also on Spotify, it's just Vitizen. Oh, speaking of, uh, if you are listening to podcasts on Spotify fan, you can head over to Spotify and look up M-Class Podcast. We're there now. We are on Spotify. You can listen to us and then crank up, like, Van Halen or whatever you're into. <laughs> you can just crank up if you're really into it. You can it. listen to us and just crank up while you're doing it. Just jerk off your sick ears. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's like, 
unfortunate that we're not on YouTube anymore because that takes way too much time and effort. YouTube fights yeah. me every time I try to upload something now, and I have to do it two or three times, so fuck that. Yeah, but, it's too it's too pain, much a pain in the ass. Uh, definitely head over to Twitter at MClassPodcast if you'd like to see the full episode arts that you see in previews on SoundCloud and other sites. Mm-hmm. Because I work hard on them, babies. Uh, eventually, yeah. it'll be up on our website, mclasspodcast.com, when I get around to making it. So. Thanks for making them, Jeff. They're great. I love the last one for uh, Pale Moonlight. It was really good. <laughs> Thank you. I made that one in one half of an hour. Cause I, I saw that you forgot, and I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I just. I didn't even think about it. I just saw that there wasn't a new one, Dude, and I, was, I, I didn't even think about it though. I was sitting on my phone, and I was playing Tetris while it was uploading uh-huh. and I looked up and saw it was at 75% and it caught out of the corner of my eye I caught the like upload episode art yeah and I was like <gasps> oh no yeah <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> and I fucking like rush opened up Instagram and just yeah. immediately banged that bad boy out that's great <laughs> So, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you for editing this shit. I appreciate nah, it's, it. it's easy. I'm just I do the easy part. No, <laughs> you do the hard part. You you carry the podcasts. I oh. ride your coattails through the podcast. Oh god, stop jerking my ears off, you sick weirdo. <laughs> I love to jerk your sick ears off. Oh, just crank them. Just crank them harder. Crank it out. <laughs> Uh, thanks again everybody for tuning in and we'll be back again in one week's time with more M-Class goodness bye bye eat pray love everybody eat pray love everybody
I'm mentally ill. 